Hello, I'm Julie Swenson, Managing Director of Forward Theater Company in Madison, Wisconsin. And I'm Mike Fisher, Milwaukee-based theater writer and dramaturg. I'm Jen Uphoff-Gray, Founder and Artistic Director of Forward Theater Company. And this is Theater Forward, a twice-monthly conversation about theater from a local, regional, and national perspective. From Madison to Manhattan, we're excited to share insight into our own company while exploring issues surrounding theater in the Midwest and around the country. Welcome to episode 69 of Theater Forward. Hello. Hello. Great to be here. We, this week, this episode is going to be coming out close to Thanksgiving. And so we're using that as an excuse to talk about all the things making us feel thankful these days. And Julie, I know you've got something you want to kick us off with. Well, I'm going to kick us off with something that I know is on all of our lists. And that is we are doing live theater now with real people um, watching uh, communing with our craft and to see audiences coming back. I mean, they have to show their vaccination card and they're in masks, but they are coming back and have missed it the same way we've missed it and this live theater. So I am very grateful to see the Overture Center full. Yeah, yeah. that leads me to one of the top ones on my list. I'm thankful for science. I'm thankful for the scientists that rolled out a safe and effective vaccine so much faster than any of us could have imagined 20 months ago when we started this journey. Um, And I'm grateful to live in a community that values science so that we can have really high vaccination rates in the community and in our audience um, to live in a, 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 an area where the, the governing bodies take science seriously and are creating conditions where we can safely come back and where our audience is showing up. We had a show last night and we were pretty packed and yes, Julie, it is amazing. And I think that feeling of thankfulness is not going away anytime soon. Hey, not to pile on the pile on, but I'm going to pile on. Um, (laughs) Speaking of last night's show, I guess one of the things I'm thankful for are three productions, one of which is Forward's own The Amateurs, which will have closed by the time this drops. But I picked these three of the uh, uh, because they they represent in the way the amateurs does so well, not only a return to uh, theater, but but the idea of of life after death and the sort of a recognition of all we have lost and yet messages of such huge hope. I mean, I have a good friend who came out of the amateurs who was sobbing for told me for 15 minutes, um, not just because of the play has some hard things to deal with because it gave her a true and honest and hopeful reflection of where we're going. A second production, which will still be playing when this podcast drops, it runs through December 5th, that does the same thing, is the magnificent Milwaukee rep production of Steel Magnolias. Go see it, people. And and I've talked about Steel Magnolias a few times on this podcast. If you think you know this show because you've seen the movie, you don't. Um, and so if you want to see just an absolute kick-ass uh, ensemble of actors that are killing it, um, and again, talking about how you can have hope even in the toughest times, that's it. And then finally, and I'm looking right at you, Scott Hayden, our producer of this show, I want to sh- uh, give a special shout out to Heather Christian, um, who is somebody I talked about many times uh, when we were doing Mike's Picks. 
She had a show that I know Scott loved because we talked about it, uh, along with his beloved and wonderful wife, Claire, Animal Wisdom, um, which was a co-production of Woolly Mammoth and the American Conservatory Theater. It played earlier this year. And it is so about what it means to live with all of our ghosts and absorb them, learn from them, and move forward. And, and Heather also has, and you can still listen to this one, um, on, uh, uh, on the other nets of the world is Prime, um, a practical breviary, which was put out by Playwrights Horizons. If you go to their website, it won all kinds of awards last year. It is a gorgeous 30-minute uh, sort of uh, sounding of that same theme. Mm. Thank you for that, Mike. That's a lovely little trio there. I, you know, thinking about this um, upcoming podcast, you know, when I was, I was planning for this conversation and really trying to say, you know, what comes to my mind of the things that I'm, I'm thankful for right now. Um, one of the other things I thought about is how, how grateful I have been for my colleagues who work in producing theater. Um, and uh, want to kind of shout out to, you know, pools of colleagues in particular. One um, is is just my colleagues uh, running theaters across Wisconsin. Um, we've been convening monthly meetings of the leadership of Wisconsin's professional theater companies uh, since the pandemic began. Um, Zoom meetings and a chance to talk through the challenges we're facing, what we're seeing uh, with our digital audiences, what we've been seeing with live audiences, uh, what our safety protocols have been, how we're finding rapid tests, you know, all of those um, conversations. It has been such a gift to have colleagues to share um, to share this journey with. And, and everybody has been so generous and supportive and I think that we all felt that way about each other before the pandemic, but we didn't actually put it into action by getting together to support each other in this way. And so um, I'm just feeling really grateful for those connections and that that sense of community and support that that we've been developing. Um, and and then also, and I want to especially shout out TCG Theater Communications Group. They've been convening over the last um, number of months regular conversations for theater leadership at different budget levels around the country so that we could have Zoom meetings with um, I could meet with other artistic directors of companies with an annual operating budget between, you know, one and three million dollars. And, you know, Julie could meet with managing directors from similar sized companies. And those conversations, too, have been just so helpful, you know, to talk to a colleague in Arkansas or to talk to a colleague in New York or in San Francisco and and see where we're dealing with similar struggles and where our experiences can help each other. Um, I'm just I'm so grateful for these these new pathways of communication. And I am really optimistic that those are going to continue long after the troubles of covid are knocking wood right now uh, behind us. Yeah, that I once Jen, again, I can oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Julie. <laughs> oh, I, I was just going to in addition to because I did have many of the same things on my list. So I'll I'll go uh, smaller. And that is I am grateful for um, an enthusiastic, hardworking loving bunch of people that I work with. Um, and I say our staff our board, our advisory company. This has been a hard time and I've never uh, felt 
that people lost their enthusiasm or or shut down or never wanted they only wanted to do the right thing and do it well and it has been a pleasure to see everyone back in the office on Tuesdays and Thursdays and um I love and am so grateful for the collegiality and friendship here here I, um I'm also That's, piggybacking yeah. yet again. You guys are making it so group. easy for me, but um, I'll pick a particular company <laughs> in Wisconsin that I think has exemplified, many have, but one that is near and dear to me is First Stage uh, in Milwaukee, and particularly its young company, three of whose leaders, really its backbone, are three people who are well-known to forward audiences. That's Matt Daniels, currently on stage in the amateurs, Marcy Kearns, and Elise Edelman. Um, and, you know, they once again this year, as they seem to do every year, just just absolutely, uh, you know, ran the table at the annual uh, Utah Shakespeare uh, Young People's uh, Shakespeare competition, um, taking home way more awards. Uh, there were something like 3000 plus entries and they took home a huge percentage uh, of the awards that were issued. Um, two plugs for upcoming young company shows. This is really a chance, folks, to see one of the elite young people's theater companies and, and its, co its cadre of core uh, elite members anywhere in the United States. Uh, the Laramie Project, which Elise will be directing, opens on December 3rd um, in Milwaukee with a, with a cast, a really, really strong cast. And then Macbeth, Yes, I said it. Um, is opening on March. <laughs> You're not 25th. in a theater. It's okay. You're in your house. It's okay. <laughs> uh, we'll be opening on March 25th and running through April 3rd, directed by by Marcy. So, and First Stage is another company which, like Forward, managed to keep programming going. Uh, under very, very difficult circumstances, even more challenging in some ways than ours, because most of their uh, people are people who cannot be vaccinated, just given their age, uh, or couldn't be for a long time. Um, and they 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 kept it coming uh, throughout the pandemic and are opening uh, tonight with a return to the theater, a production of Charlie Brown, tonight being Friday, the 19th of November. I love it. I love it. Uh, another thing, uh, sort of category that I uh, of things I'm, I've been really thinking about in recent weeks uh, that has really made this year um, more exciting uh, and engaging for me. Um, and and this may, you know, uh, I don't know, may, may get your hackles up a little bit, Mike, but I've been so grateful for what I affectionately dub theater Twitter. Um, during this time, I, you know, and it's partly because I know how to curate a feed. <laughs> so that I'm, I'm following voices that I really want to hear. Um, but I have started to follow a number of really dynamic, passionate, smart people who are thinking about not just what is happening in our theater community right now across the country, across the world, but also where we want it to go. And by following these folks on Twitter, I am learning so much about different perspectives, about ideas that are being tried out at peer companies around the country. Um, it's been so, so exhilarating to feel like I have in my pocket some of the great contemporary minds in our field, and I can tap into what they're, they're thinking and feeling about what's going on. You know, I, I'll throw out a couple of names of folks that I have really enjoyed following, and it is not, by no means a comprehensive list, but um, in no particular order, there's Lauren Halverson. 
Sexton, who we've mentioned before, who creates the Nothing for the Group newsletter. Obviously, Jeremy O'Harris has been an inspirational voice. Um, someone like Audra McDonald, I really enjoy following for her perspective on what's happening in the Broadway world. Um, Kari Dodd-Svitch, who's a, a really exciting playwright, who's focusing a lot on the future of digital theater and where our field might go in that direction. Um, Soraya McDonald, who's a really um, engaging cultural critic who looks a lot at the theater. Um, Anne Morgan, continuing my tradition of following dramaturgs who tend to have really great perspectives. Um, and of course, some of the, the more institutional voices, the, the Peter Marx's and Terry Teachouts, the, you know, the New York Times Theater List, TCG, American Theater Magazine, all et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, but particularly some of those individual voices I have found have brought new ideas to my attention, new perspectives. Um, and they've been really influential as I've thought about um, where we go from here on multiple fronts, be it digital theater, EDI and anti-racist work, um, programming and, and, and on and on and on and on. Such a, such a great list. And I love following all of them when I'm reading actual articles rather than sound bites, which is as much as I'll say about Twitter <laughs> in, a, in a session that's dedicated to gratitude. Um, on a slightly more somber I note, I want to call out. Dramaturgs make good. You I can't say any. Dramaturgs make good uh, tweeters. There you go. Sound, sound bites are sound it. bites. Um, you know, <laughs> so that's, that's as much as I'll say about that. Um, and on a slightly more somber note, I do want to shout out, uh, if that's the right word, I, I want to give deep, deep gratitude to two powerful uh, actors that we lost this year. Uh, Martha Henry, uh, who was a mainstay at the Stratford Festival for over uh, half century. Some of her things you can see online uh, at uh, the Stratford uh, website. And then Helen McCrory, probably known to most of you as Narcissa Malfoy, but she was also uh, just a huge, huge presence on, on, on the stages in, in Britain for a long time. And Ben Brantley said it best when we lost her at 52 years old. Imagine what we would have lost if Julie Dench, Maggie Smith, or Helen Mirren had died in her early 50s. That one probably struck me the hardest of all the many, many losses that we've had in the last year. And, and again, as part of our theme here today of moving toward hope, these are all people who do live on um, they live on through their work. You can see their work. Um, McCrory's amazing Medea or Deep Blue Sea is available at the National Theater uh, website for a, a pittance in terms of a rental. Um, I, they're just, they were great, great voices that gave us a lot for, for a long time. And they certainly uh, had a major impact on me. Beautiful, beautiful. I want to thank speaking of your comment about living on um, and being able to see those performances, uh, it feels uh, timely to, to express my gratitude to um, the, the theater licensing houses and playwrights and to um, the, uh, the unions who have throughout the pandemic thus far made it possible for theaters like Forward to decide, even as we came back to live performance, to continue filming these productions and making them available digitally for audiences that either cannot or are not yet um, comfortable coming back to the theater. Um, it's a big question whether those entities are going to continue to allow that as more and more people do come back to live. Um, and I'm, I'm really, really, really hoping that um, 
Actors' Equity and SAG can come together to extend the ability of companies like ours to offer streaming. I hope that licensing houses will continue to do it. It's not something that we can control. So many people in our audience keep asking us, will you continue to do this, to offer this digital option after this season? And I keep having to say, I don't know, because it's not really up to us. Um, If we can continue to do it under conditions similar to the ones we have now, then the answer is an enthusiastic yes. I mean, yes, it's it's more logistics, it's more money, all of that to be able to film it. But compared to the benefit that we get in terms of accessibility, um, it's huge and it's a, it's a very worthwhile investment. Um, and so th- this is me sort of simultaneously expressing my gratitude to everyone who's allowed us to do it thus far and kind of pleading with those same groups to, to continue to make this possible, to find find ways to make it possible um, going into the future, because I do think it's um, it's been a real boon for accessibility. And I and I hope that it will continue. Yeah, boy, amen. Jen, ahead, on Julie. my list and exactly that, exactly that I want to add. I had a huge win last week. Um, we found a company that does closed captioning versus a staff member watching scenes and typing things up. Um, so I want to thank Rev Rev, who took a two-hour play with multiple people speaking and had a crisp, clear, accurate closed captioning um, file for me in nine hours. And that I was, I was jumping up and down in the office. So we're getting so much better at this digital stuff. They can't take it away. We're, we've got it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I too hope that we, um, for accessibility, for, for the people out of town, um, for the sunbirds, for the relatives and other states, I certainly hope we can keep the digital option. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what we've done, I mean, I know it's self-serving, but, you know, really a shout out, Julie and Jen, to both of you and to everybody at Forward for being one of the, you know, fairly few companies that is streaming its entire season this year after having also offered us uh, an entire virtual season last year, in addition to our live option this year. It's pretty awesome. Um, I guess, Quickly on one of my favorite topics, which is which is Shakespeare. One of the things I streamed that I really, really loved recently from Stratford was a production called R&J, an adaptation of You Know What. Um, but it featured uh, uh, it was it was set up so that it, it was designed for uh, simultaneously for visually impaired audience members and for uh, regularly sighted audience members. Um, and so, for example, they read all the stage directions. They described things like 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 uh, sword fights and things like that without going through them. And in general, um, what it did is it placed everybody in the audience in the same place. Um, you had a blind Father Lawrence around whom the story was built. It was a beautiful sort of uh, tribute to accessibility. And there have been a number of really exciting uh, Shakespeare productions for which I'm grateful this year. That's one of them. Um, I think that the Taming of the Shrew that American Players Theater did with Shauna Cooper is is really uh, sort of rethinking that play in exciting ways. Uh, the As You Like It uh, at Chicago Shakespeare, um, which mashes up that in the Beatles and which will be coming to Milwaukee Rep in the spring. And then finally, a glorious Othello uh, at Court Theater, which 
makes the play, and I think this is the first time I can honestly say this about Othello and what Othello is feeling and not about Iago. It takes a lot of Iago's lines out. It gives us a black Casio, which I had never seen before and which changes the whole dynamic of that relationship. It was a really smart, well thought through production in which the lead, the Othello, was in every single design meeting for that production before it even went into rehearsal so that his input and the things he thought about could be incorporated in the way the show was built and it paid dividends. Mm, gorgeous. Well, I, I think we may start to, to wind this thankfulness conversation down, not because we can't keep going, but because, you know, we want to be thankful of everybody's time who's listening. How, luck, how lucky we are that we do have so many things to be thankful for. That's, that's, that's exactly right. That's right. But I will, I will close with um, what we'll say is last, but certainly not, not least probably the most important thing I'm thankful for. And that's, that's the audiences, the audiences that stuck with us as we were solely digital, the audiences that have come back so enthusiastically and gratefully, you know, being in the lobby, welcoming people and seeing that they are as excited to be back as we are excited to see them. And that's pretty excited. Um, and, and, and the audiences who for any number of, of completely understandable reasons still aren't ready to come back, but are sticking with with us and still subscribing and still buying digital tickets and, you know, taking their own time, but, but sticking with us throughout it, just for all those categories of audience members, we are so grateful. You make it worth, you know, all of the, the complications and struggles of this past 20 months um, are, are, we were thankful for you before we are more thankful for you now. Um, and we look forward, pun intended to all of the, the great, theater that lies ahead together. And with that statement, I will say that that is all for this episode of Theater Forward, a conversation about theater in Wisconsin, the Midwest, and America. Thank you all so much for joining us. I'm Jenna Poff-Gray. I'm Julie Swenson. And I'm Mike Fisher, grateful for the amazing group that is making this uh, podcast with, with me. Jen, that was such a gorgeous speech. Um, our podcast is produced by Scott Hayden, to whom we owe endless gratitude. This podcast would not happen um, without all the work that Scott does to make it possible. Here, here. Um, you, can, you can follow us or share your thoughts on Facebook uh, and Twitter at Theater Forward. As always, theater spelled with an E-R. And if you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you might tune in. And please be sure to leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. We're so grateful to have you listening. And we will be back soon for another Theater Forward conversation. 